Emma May Jenkins here. This podcast is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. Hello, stellar people. Welcome to the Have You Heard podcast with your host, Emma May Jenkins, who is so thankful for you. I don't know why I just went into third person. But anywho, y'all, I'm so, so excited about your life. I feel like sometimes a broken record whenever I say that because I just can't say it enough. I want to emphasize to you the truth, the fact that you matter to God, that you are loved by God, and that you have been made for such a time as this. And I don't take the joy of getting to talk with you lightly. I don't take the opportunity of getting to invest into your life as just a breeze or just as another conversation, but this is a gift from the Lord and I am just so thankful for you. Thank you for joining me today. Y'all, I'm really excited. Today's going to be fun and I pray that it impacts your life. I pray that in Jesus name, the lies of the enemy are crushed into pieces by the voice of the Lord and y'all, I'm just really excited. So faith comes by hearing. Without further ado, friends, let's get into the word. (laughs) So it's really fun going to college 15 hours from home. And so whenever I go back home for the holidays, I take a lot of stuff with me because normally our winter breaks are a hot minute. And so when you consider your sweaters, your jammies, bathroom stuff, certain shoes you may want to wear, you you got to put all of that into consideration and it ends up being quite a bit that you pack home with you or at least for me anyway. And so I remember last year whenever I was coming home for the holidays and I had a lot of boxes, a lot of suitcases And whenever we brought them into our home, they were all sitting down at like the bottom of the stairs. And we didn't take them all up at once. It was just any time I went up to my room, I would take one or two with me. And gradually, all of the suitcases, all the boxes made it up to my room. It didn't happen in an instant. We didn't get it all up there right away. But eventually, bit by bit, it was all put in my room and had a home for the holidays, (laughs) but it was a process. And I was very encouraged by the Lord as this was taking place. And I just had to encourage you. Wow. And this really cool truth that the Lord, he is a Lord of a process. And I think that sometimes we expect our life to be brought into complete, um, order organization and all struggles to go away and all relationships to be restored and all wounds to be healed and like basically perfection. We expect perfection from our life, from ourselves, once we surrender our life to Jesus. And that's not, that that's not realistic because I, I don't know about y'all, but I can be very impatient with myself sometimes. I know that life is a journey, but it's like I'm subconsciously expecting myself to have everything figured out and to be perfect when I I can't. If I was perfect, I would not need Jesus. I would not need a savior. (laughs) 
here's here's something that is instantaneous. When I surrendered my life to the Lord, I was automatically sealed in his promised Holy Spirit. My sins that were like scarlet, they were made as pure and white as snow. And in that moment, I became a child of God when I received his name and called upon his name and believed in his name, believed that he came and lived the perfect life, died the sinner's death, died the death I deserved on a cross, was buried in a tomb and rose three days later, defeating sin, defeating death, defeating what separated me from him. So that when I believe in him, I've been given the right to become a child of God. I have been brought back into relationship with him. I have been called out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. I've been given complete access to complete freedom the moment I surrender my life to Jesus. But learning to walk in that freedom that I now have complete access to, that is a process. Surrendering my life to Jesus, it's not transactional. It's not like, okay, I've surrendered my life to you. Now every, everything is perfect. Now every wound in my heart is healed. Every relationship is restored. Every incorrect thought pattern is corrected. Every struggle disappears. Every fear and worry vanishes. Every sinful habit loses its existence. That is, it's, it does not happen that way. Our walk with God is transformational. I love how Paul said to the Roman church, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may be able to test and approve God's good, pleasing, and perfect will for you. Even Paul said in Romans 7, he said, Goodness, I do what I, this is the emified version. He said, but goodness, I do what I don't want to do and I don't do what I want to do. Who can save me from this? Like, I know that I belong to God, but I still, I still screw up. I still fall short. I still don't live the life I want to live all the time. Who can save me from this sin? Thanks be to God who has given me victory through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Y'all, it's a journey of daily denying myself and following him as he transforms me by the renewing of my mind. He teaches me to do his will and his spirit leads me on level ground. It's breath by breath, day by day, moment by moment, suitcase by suitcase. I cannot expect all of my baggage, all of my unhealthy patterns, all of the struggles to automatically be brought up the staircase in my room in order and everything's perfect in a day. (laughs) It's a journey, suitcase by suitcase, day by day with the Lord, coming before him, asking him to search me. As David prayed in Psalm 139, 23 through 24, God, search my heart and know me. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me, O God, and lead me in the way everlasting. Remove anything dishonorable in me so that I may be used for honorable use by you who has called me. Jesus, I know from John 15 that you are the vine and I am the branch. And if I remain in you and you in me, I will bear much fruit. But I ask that you, my God, the gardener, would you prune any anything in me, any branch in me that is not bearing fruit so that more fruit may be produced. Prune the things 
away from me that are dead, that are unhealthy, that are hindering me and entangling me because I want to look more like you. And even the things that aren't sinful. We go through trials of many kinds here on earth. Why? Because Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, he says, for I have overcome the world. In James 1, we're encouraged by James. He says that when you go through trials, consider it pure joy. For you know that the testing of your faith, it produces perseverance. It produces endurance. So let that finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Like the sin that once entangled our lives, the Lord is, he's already given us complete freedom from that. But learning to walk out that freedom is a process. And then we live in a troubled world. We, there will be trials where the Lord is refining us, strengthening our frame, sharpening us. There will be attacks from the evil one. So we must be sober of mind, alert, knowing that we will be tempted, but we won't be tempted beyond what's common to mankind. And when we are tempted, God is faithful, providing a way of escape. When you surrender your life to Jesus, temptation does not stop. But now you know and have confidence in a faithful escape route every time. Do we take those escape routes perfectly? No, But by the power of the Spirit, that is the goal. Moment by moment, suitcase by suitcase, seeking the face of the Lord, resting in the faithfulness of the Lord, obeying the Lord, loving the Lord as he makes our path straight and as he sanctifies us. He promises in Romans 8, 28, that he is working all things together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. And you know what's so cool is that good work that that the Lord, he promises to bring all things together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. Like that thing that he is calling us to is to be more like his son. And in Philippians 1, 6, God promises that he will finish that good work that he started in us in Christ Jesus. Guys, this is sanctification. Being made holy as he is holy. We are set apart, called out of darkness into his marvelous light. But as we are here on earth, until we see him face to face and spend eternity with him forever, he is sharpening us. He is molding us, shaping us to be who we were originally designed to be. Removing the things in us that do not please him. Removing the things in us that that don't look like him. That don't look and reflect his image. I love in Philippians 2 where Paul says for us to continue to be obedient, continue to be obedient and work out your salvation with fear and trembling. It doesn't stop and end all be all whenever I'm saved. Praise be to God that my life is forever changed and I'm saved, but I don't stop there. I'm now compelled by God's love and I continue to work it out with fear and trembling. I continue to live out my salvation. And what does that look like? Becoming more and more like Jesus. Being given a spirit of wisdom and revelation so I may know him better. It's a journey being transformed step by step, suitcase by suitcase, day by day. I'm not going to have it in a moment. I'm not going to have it all figured out. I don't hold myself all together, but I know that he does. And I can cast my cares on him knowing that he 
will never permit the righteous to be shaken. Friend, it's one thing to seek to do what is pleasing in the sight of the Lord and do your best to bring honor to his name and obey him because you love him. But it's another thing to never give yourself permission to mess up or be human. You will exhaust yourself as a human if you never give yourself permission to be one. I know that I do. I exhaust myself whenever I'm expecting myself to be perfect. When again, if I was perfect, I would not need a savior. It's a journey. It is a journey. I'm going to say it again. It's a moment by moment, breath by breath, suitcase by suitcase journey with the Lord as we lay aside the things that hinder and the sin that so easily entangles and we run the race we've been called to run by looking to the one who is perfect, Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our faith, who endured the cross despising its shame for the joy that was set before him. And when we look to him, we don't have to grow weary. We don't have to be discouraged because he's finishing the good work that he started in us. Friend, as you walk this journey and as God is finishing the good work he started in you, also remember, okay? Remember that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. God made you without shame. And he lifts your head high when you are bowed low in shame. And when you look to him, you are radiant and your face is never covered with shame. So as you're walking with the Lord, walking through life and different things are being in your, being addressed in your life by the Lord, thought patterns that don't, that are not of him, sinful habits that don't bring glory to him and that aren't benefiting you, things in you that God's like, Wow, you, my beloved, you don't need to be afraid of that or discouraged because I'm with you. I will strengthen you. I am your God and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand, casting out fear in you with his perfect love, bringing you rest when you're weary and burdened as God is strengthening you, proving the genuineness of your faith through trials as the Lord is leading you, finishing the good work. The enemy will try to convince you that you are what you struggle with that you are your mistakes, that you are your past. You're listening to the Converge Podcast Network, and now a message from one of our network supporters. Hey, today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Faithful Counseling. So, Let's get real for a second. Is there something interfering with your peace, robbing you of joy, preventing you from carrying God's yoke that is easy and his burden that is light that he intends for you to carry, he designed you to carry? Are you walking through something that's preventing you from achieving your goals? I know that for many of us, that can be anxiety, depression, fear, or even broken relationships that can be holding us back. But this is where Faithful Counseling comes in. Faithful Counseling is a worldwide counseling service that is making professional counseling accessible, affordable, 
and convenient so anyone and everyone can face life's challenges and can get help anytime, anywhere. Faithful Counseling offers four different ways to get connected to a licensed counselor. You can sit down for video calls, phone calls, live chats, or instant messaging. Every counselor on Faithful Counseling is licensed by their respective state board and has over 3,000 hours of experience. If you think that Faithful Counseling is for you, you can sign up today and be matched with your counselor in 24 hours or less. Faithful Counseling is helping us live our healthiest lives in the comfort and safety of our homes. Be sure to check out Faithful Counseling at faithfulcounseling.com slash MMA slash. I know that that happens to me. In my journey with the Lord right now, the Lord is identifying different thought patterns and worries and ways that I view myself that I never really grasped. Like I had people in my life tell me as I was growing up, like, man, Emma, you're really hard on yourself. Or Emma, you're your worst bully. Or Emma, the things that you're worrying about, like that's, that's a waste of your time. And while I valued what they were speaking into my life, I wasn't convinced of it myself. I didn't fully believe that it wasn't worth my time. I didn't know how to let those thought patterns go. I didn't see how rude I was to myself. And now as I'm in this season of my life with the Lord, I'm like, wow, I, I have room to grow that I was not aware of until now. And that I think just shows the character of God, that he is so patient and so gentle in revealing to you what you need to know when he knows you need to be made aware of it. It's like, okay, it's time to address this now. He's so kind, but friend, In those moments where the Lord is pruning you, searching your heart, and leading you, the enemy is going to try to convince you that you are what you struggle with, that you are what your mistakes are, that you are what God is pruning out of you. And this is shame. What I said earlier, shame is not what the Lord intended for you. It says in Genesis that Adam and Eve were naked and they had no shame. They were completely vulnerable and they were shameless. And we read throughout scripture that those who walk in relationship with the Lord, God does not intend shame for you. Shame tells you that you need to identify with your mishaps, that your mistakes and struggles, that's who you are. That you need to associate your identity with things that you're navigating through, with things that you're struggling with, that, with things that you have tripped on. And friend, this is not true. I just want to encourage you today. Like you are not your fears. You are not your worries. You are not your mistakes. You are not your pride. You are not your brokenness. Do not associate your identity with these things. When made aware of these things in your life, because you will be made aware of them because God is so good. He is light and his light shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. So His word, as you are in his word, it says that it divides our soul and spirit, our joints and marrow, judging the thoughts and the attitudes and the intentions of our heart. And everything about us is laid before the Lord, like nothing is hidden from his sight. Like God is going to make, he is going to glorify himself through your life as you're continuing to surrender to him. And he is going to 
make you aware of things in you that are not of him as he exposes them with his light and he removes them to set you apart to be holy as he is holy. It's so beautiful. It isn't easy. It is tough and it is raw and it isn't pretty all the time, but it is so good. He is finishing the good work he started in you. And so when made aware of these things in your life, instead of dwelling in shame, thinking that, oh, I am this mistake. I am this struggle. I challenge you to take that moment as an opportunity to be reminded of how much you need the Lord and as an opportunity to bring him glory, as an opportunity to be humbled, as an opportunity to see of how much you actually need Jesus. The gospel does not lose its value once you're saved. I understand the gospel more now than I did when I was saved. May you be given a spirit of wisdom and revelation to know him better. And as that happens, come to know what he did for you on the cross in the tomb and coming up from the grave, what that means in your life. God makes that aware to you as you go. It's a journey. I'm realizing that the more aware I am of the freedom I have in the Lord, it's equivalent to my awareness of how much I know I need him. So my awareness of like how desperately in need I am of grace, how desperately in need I am of this presence of the God, of God, like how desperately I am in need of a savior that I have fallen short. I have sinned. I, I am a sinner in need of a savior. And my awareness of that deepens simultaneously as I am aware of the freedom I have in him. Before we close, I just want to encourage you in this truth. In Psalm 3, I want to read this over you, my sweet, sweet friend. David prays, Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will not deliver him. And I want you to think of the enemy in that scenario. And think of the foes, your foe, whether it's fear or it's worry or it's your past. Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? The enemy is really making me aware of how messed up I am. And I'm starting to believe like, God, can I be delivered? Like, I'm not enough. And that's whenever the Lord reminds me of, yeah, I'm I'm not enough. (laughs) If I was, I wouldn't need a savior. Romans 8, 1, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Therefore, there is now no shame for those who are in Christ Jesus. (laughs) Verse 3, David says, but you, Lord, in the midst of the chaos of the lies of the enemy, in the midst of the chaos of being aware of how sinful I am, but you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep and I wake up again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear though tens of thousands assail me on every side. There's this song that I just want to sing over you. I heard I heard it growing up and I pray that it encourages you and reminds you that God doesn't call you by your mistakes. He calls you by name. 
And when you are his child, there is no shame to be found in his mind when he thinks of you. You aren't perfect, but he has set you apart, finishing the good work that he began in you. And it's a journey and he loves walking with you as you are filled with joy in his presence and you are discovering eternal pleasures at at his right hand. And you are discovering the freedom that he's given you full access to while simultaneously you're being made more and more of how, how desperately you need him. There's a reason all throughout scripture where we see day by day that his goodness and his love follow me all the days of my life. That daily I will deny myself, pick up my cross, and follow him. (laughs) That Jesus is my daily bread. That David meditated on God's word day and night. That in the morning, God was declared for his love, and at night, he was declared for his faithfulness. Like, There is not a day that goes by that I am not in complete need of God. And the more we walk with him, the more we are made aware of that. How beautiful. And so this song, I just pray that it encourages you that you are not identified by your sin, but you are identified by the son, Jesus. That is where your identity is found. Nothing can separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. You are more than a conqueror through him. It is no longer you who live, but it is Christ who lives in you. You are made in the image of God, fearfully and wonderfully, called by name, his masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for you to do so that you may walk in them, hemmed in both behind and before. So this song comes from Psalm 3 that we just read a little bit of. And it goes, Thou, O Lord, art a shield about me. You are my glory. You are the lifter of my head. bowed low in shame he surrounds you with himself and he lifts your head high no weapon formed against you shall prosper and he's working all things together for the good of you who love him and who are called according to his purpose i'm so proud of you and i love you so much just remember you're not your struggle when you're made aware of things that God is pruning from your life and exposing and, and refining to reflect him for his glory, don't believe the lie of the enemy that you are what is being called out, that you are the struggle, that you are the habit, because that is shame. You are kept by God. You are sealed in his spirit by the power of his son. This is who you are. And God loves you so much, he's willing to meet you where you are, but he loves you too much to leave you there. 
God's love is not going to grow for you when you improve more or when you get all the suitcases up the stairs in your room. When you still have 50,000 suitcases at the bottom of the stairs, God's love for you is the same. His love for you never changes, but he intends day by day, moment by moment, suitcase by suitcase, to shape you and mold you into the beautiful you that he had called you by name to be. So be encouraged, beloved, and know that I love you. I'm championing you on. I'm in your corner, and I'm so thankful for you. Well, be sure and subscribe and rate and share this with your people, and just know that I adore you. I'm so excited to talk with you next week. (laughs) Bye, guys. blessings and encouragement and a deepening of faith over your life today. Be sure to subscribe, rate, give reviews, and go share this episode with all of your people so that we can continue to build our community and build our faith. Thank you for tuning in to the Have You Heard podcast, and don't forget how awesome you are. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.